0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome everybody to the Armour Report. This is the thirtieth of May. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investment in what I call the millennial age. We focused on algorithms to help us manage risk, and we focus on the cannabis space as the new investment supercycle theme that we think will help us build wealth over the next three to five to 10 years. Could it happen sooner? Absolutely. But we have a little bit of a further time horizon when we build these types of portfolios. So everything I do and, and share with you on this uh, call, all this information I'm providing, I use it in my own personal account and I use it to manage assets for clients that I work with. And I kind of give back through these videos, To the communities to whoever you know um, is watching and listening it's a way for me to really reinforce for myself the important um, tools that have to be used to manage capital correctly so thanks for being here and giving me an audience Um, quick shout out to gloria i had a great time chatting with you last night Um, i appreciate the comments Glad you picked up the phone and made a call. Any any of you guys can do that. I'm more than happy to chat. Just you know, go to our website, rosenthalcapital.com. You can see our phone number. If I can chat, I'll pick up the phone and talk to you. But I do think, Gloria, what we should do today is share the information that I was sharing with you last night with the rest of the YouTube community. And so we're going to address the conference calls of the earnings announcements for both um, – Trulieve, T-R-U-L is the symbol on the Canadian Stock Exchange, T-C-N-N-F on the uh, over-the-counter, um, and Charlotte's Web, C-W-E-B. Okay, so I'm going to get into that as soon as I can and share with you information I gathered from those calls and from direct contact with management of the companies. Um <clears throat> Before I do, I always like to set up the understanding for you guys um, that no matter how excited we are about an investment theme, we have to focus on risk management first and then build our assets second. And so um, just click over um, briefly, I'm going to show you a screenshot um, of our algorithmic strategies particularly the one for the S&P 500, which is really what we key off of when it comes to increasing or decreasing our risk. So let's, let's do a screen share. I'm presenting it to everybody. I hope you all can see it right now. Don't forget, you can write a note to me if you're watching this live, and I'll try to answer questions if I can. What you're looking at right now is a chart pattern of the S&P 500, okay? And you can see this green line. Um, I wonder if you guys can see my, my little arrow there. This is the 200-day moving average, okay? Now, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to blow this up for you real quick so that you can see – a a better version. Okay. Here's the peak in the market back, um, in the middle of May or late, uh, I should say late April. We've had a sell off ever since. If you look at our website, and I'll take you there in a minute, we put out a report and we do this for you. I try to update it as fast as I can. The last update was the 20th of May. Okay. That's right in here. Okay. This is the 20th of May. We told you we were risk off across the board for all of our index investments. And what that means in our portfolios is that we're taking out anything where we feel there's too much risk. For us, it means we have zero stock market direct exposure to indexes, okay? And so you can see the market's just gone straight down ever since, and it's right here at the 200-day moving average. So nothing has changed on the algorithms. And now what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna drag this over and show you, okay, there's our website. You can see up here at the top, I have the date of the last time we did an update. I tell you we're risk off. You can see what our whiteboard names are, at and and Verizon paying us a fat dividend. Scroll down, you can see our armor report portfolios, same date that we updated them, where we are in the process. You can see the holdings. We have no stock market risk direct to the indexes. All we're holding are energy names, some cannabis names and our whiteboard names, all of which are um, particularly uh, dividend paying companies, okay? So there's the, uh, the basic position that we find ourselves in, in the stock market and why we're risk off, okay? So now let's delve into these earnings announcements of these cannabis companies. But I start with that, and I share with you the risk-off situation because I, I want to make it very clear. I don't care how exciting the investment thesis is in cannabis companies. If the stock market goes down, these stocks will go down. We are at the very early stages of investing super cycle in cannabis companies. At the early stage, what that means is A lot of risk, a lot of volatility, and certainly tied to stock market behavior. Okay? So if the stock market's going down, we expect the cannabis names to come down. So we have to manage that risk and then look to load up on those positions when risk on is appropriate. All right. Let's get to uh, TrueLeave real quick. (coughs) I've driven I'm, – I'm from Palm Beach, so I hopped in the car, and I drove up to Tallahassee a few weeks ago to meet with Kim Rivers, the CEO of the company. I spoke with her again last night after the conference call. Let me tell you, she's a fantastic CEO. I love everything she's doing. We believe that this MSO is, without a doubt, really the best operating MSO in the business. Now, there's other guys out there that are aggregators, right? They're out there buying up leases, um, 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 licenses, I should say. They're collecting licenses and really setting up their company to eventually be acquired. And so there's been this disconnect in the analyst community, and I, um, I read a lot of different reports, and a lot of people are concerned uh, that uh, TrueLeave is just – you know, all of their eggs are in the Florida basket. Right? Like 99% of their revenue and earnings in 2019 are going to come from uh, Florida. I'm telling you right now on this call, that's not a bad thing. That's an outstanding thing. Florida is probably going to end up being one of the best, if not the best, state for the cannabis business. And True Leaf dominates that state. And they're going to continue to dominate that state. One of the things I heard on the conference call that I really liked is that analysts and the community out there keep harping away that, you know, truly doesn't have enough states to go along with their Florida exposure. And that other companies are coming into Florida, and so it's going to eat into their business. Okay, this is just wholly not true. The growth in the business in the next X amount of months and years, is it's so early in the process for people to be worried about competition. It's embarrassing. Let me give you a couple of statistics. Okay? True Leave is outselling their customers when it comes to uh, um, products sold by a better than a five-to-one factor. So I'm asking you, how do you have – Leaf, for instance, that has almost the same amount of stores in Florida, and yet truly is outselling them by a factor of more than five to one when it comes to product. How are they doing that? Well, it's because Kim is focused on the customer experience and understands you need the grow to supply the retail stores. So when you go in, you have a lot of SKUs, a lot of options. Ask yourself that question. I can't wait to see the CuraLeaf earnings announcement tonight. I'm cur- curious if they'll break out what's going on in Florida. Because I could tell you every single week on Friday, we get government numbers that tell us how many milligrams sold of THC for every company doing business in Florida. So, how does CuraLeaf have almost the same amount of stores, but dramatically less product being sold? It's because they don't have to grow. Right. So, what Kim did on this call, I thought was brilliant. She went out there and said, "Okay, everybody's complaining about, you know, uh, the concerns that competition's coming into the space." So she's going to model out her numbers going forward and show significant growth. Right? They raised guidance across the board for 2019 and 2020, and that guidance is based on the possibility that they go from 60-plus percent market share to 40% market share by the end of 2020. Now, she doesn't believe that's going to happen, but just to assuage the concerns of the analysts on Wall Street, she's modeling that even if they go to 40% market share, their growth is going to be significant. That's what was the key of that conference call. Okay? So enough of this concern that competition is going to eat away at their business. This is not a normal retail business. This isn't like, I don't know, a burger company or a clothing store company where, you know, competition immediately is going to affect business. It's just not like that. We're seeing customers' patients. Every week we're seeing 3,000 new patients a week, which is a doubling from, you know, just recent figures particularly because flour has been introduced into Florida, which is increasing business 30% across the board. Okay. Some of the competitors don't even have flour on the shelf. So let's ratchet back the concerns and start focusing on the fact that this is the diamond of the entire cannabis business from a state standpoint And this is the best player in the state. And if Kim's not careful, she's going to be acquired. When laws change, she's going to be one of the number one companies on the block to be acquired, which, of course, is great for shareholders. But I think Kim really wants to build a, a major company over the next X amount of years, and we want to do it with her. Okay, so um, those are your notes from that call. Let me just take a peek, see if there's anything I missed. No, they're going to have 16 new stores by the end of this year. will be 44 stores total. Payback is fairly quick on the stores that they open. We estimate somewhere between three and six months they get payback. It's pretty quick. It's pretty impressive. It's an unbelievable business. And you know, these MSOs are doing this type of business in a ridiculously egregious tax environment. They're taxed at a better than 40% rate because they're selling a drug that the federal government considers illegal. So, whenever we get a legality change, the profitability of these businesses gets even bigger. You'll go from 40% tax rate to, in some cases, maybe no taxes for a couple years because they're building so fast, they'll have depreciation. That'll be a major, major advantage for these companies if that tax law changes. So let's hop over real quick to Acreage. I don't really care about their conference call and their earnings announcement because it's really that stock is more tied to what's going on with their acquisition and how uh, Canopy is going to be taking them over and all these things. So I'm not really interested in the earnings announcement of that company. They're just an aggregator. They're just collecting a bunch of licenses um, and and doing it now for Canopy. But what really interests me, I was chatting with um, uh, 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 Acreage um, this week, and the, the number one thing that dropped out of that conversation is the trigger event that will allow Canopy to take over Acreage, is um, probably the most important one that could happen sooner rather than later. Is a change at the FDA that allows companies to use marijuana to to study marijuana, to create drugs from marijuana. So the FDA changes its laws, its rules, I should say, and says yes, universities and research. Uh, groups can use marijuana to develop drugs to treat diseases, that will change how the federal government looks at marijuana, which will be a trigger event to allow Canopy to complete their takeover of acreage. And that makes me think, at the same time, that'll change federal tax laws, and it'll be a windfall for these MSOs. So the stock's down after earnings. People ask me, why is it down after earnings? There's a huge number. That's because the stock market's going down, guys. It's because cannabis companies are going down because the stock market's going down. You have to manage your risk. There's different kinds of risk. There's market risk. There's investment theme risk. There's single-stock risk. Right now, we got market risk, and it's dragging everything down. It doesn't mean the investment ideas are wrong. You have to manage your risk, manage your positions, look to buy on weakness. That's what we do here. All right, now let's hop over to um, Charlotte's Web real quick. Okay, number one hemp company in the business. I've been telling you for the last X amount of months, if you've been watching, that this company will be listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange. So it's moving from the CSE to the TSX. That's a major change. It allows anybody in any account, any institution to buy the stock who have not been able to buy the stock because it was on the CSE. That's happening tomorrow. I've been telling you it's going to happen for months. They announced it on this earnings call. Okay? I'm trying to share with you all the information I've got. For months, I've been telling you that. They just announced it. That's bullish for the stock. Stock went down yesterday. I can't tell you why. The market's going down. But when it starts trading on the Toronto Exchange, and by the way, they said on the conference call, they already have the approval. To list on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. And they're talking to their own board of directors to figure out how they want to do that, where they want to go. This is a legitimate company, cash flow positive, growing earnings and revenue, listed on major exchange, hemp CBD company. Anybody who wants to invest in this space is going to go after that stock. And the stock has come down because they did a secondary, right? Shareholders, inside shareholders, sold stock. My guess is they sold stock because they needed more liquidity to be listed on these exchanges. I love the earnings announcement. People said, well, gee, the revenue was light, Q4 to Q1. It's true. They changed their online website, and they made a lot of changes, and it affected them in that quarter. They said those changes have already taken effect, and they're seeing the right ramp on online that they expect. So that's already behind them. They see a couple of takeaways from that conference call, I want you to be aware of. There are, quote, hundreds of new doors opening up. Right now, they got 6,300 retail doors that are open, up from 4,000 at the end of last year. So they're opening retail stores aggressively at major retailers across the country. And they said on the call, That in June, they expect to announce another major retailer. These aren't small retailers. These are big. Doors are opening rapidly. The CEO literally used this phrase, and I put it in quotes. This is exactly what she said. Growth is through the roof. And her focus now is making sure they can deliver on the demand that's out there. God, that's what you want to hear in a company. So they've... Their projections going forward are for phenomenal growth. And now they just got to execute, make sure they hit it. Meanwhile, it's being listed on major stock exchanges. It's a no brainer. The stock's down, guys, because the market's down. I'm going to leave you with this one thought, okay? Everything keys off Canopy Growth. That's the current blue chip name in the marijuana, hemp, cannabis space. If that stock breaks down from its recent cup and handle that I showed you a couple of weeks ago, that's not good for the whole space, guys. Okay? So risk off already for the big indexes. If we see canopy growth stock price close below its 200-day moving average by X percent for more than a couple of hours, you know, maybe for a couple of days… Um, then all bets are off on the cannabis space, okay? All bets are off. If Canopy growth's going down, the whole group's going down, and they're going to retrench. So you don't want to be out over your skis with too much risk on at this point. You want to see how Canopy does at the 200-day. If it sets up there and we get another risk-on entry point in the whole market and on Canopy, then we can build our positions up. Right now, you better have cash out there so you can handle the volatility. Hope this has been helpful. Please follow me on Twitter. If you want faster updates, that's at Brett Rosenthal or hashtag armor report. Okay, spread the word. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again in the next couple days.